What's going on, everybody? You are listening to Trail Tales. My name is Kyle O'Grady, and every single week on this podcast, I, a thru-hiker, a peak-bagger, a huge hiking nerd, chat with other thru-hikers and other peak-baggers and other hiking nerds about their experiences on the trail. This week's guest is a man named Christopher Johnson. His trail name is Anubis, and you might recognize that name, and that's because he was a guest all the way back on episode number 50. For he was towards the end of his southbound Appalachian Trail through hike when we last spoke, and I gotta say, pretty much right after our episode was released, this was back in uh, mid to late November, if I recall correctly. Um, shortly after the episode was released, he had a medical emergency while he was on trail. Thankfully, he was okay, and after a two-week break, he was able to get back on trail and go on to complete the AT, which is super amazing and honestly we spend most of the episode talking about that and we also just talk about what it was like to finish the Appalachian Trail something that I really don't ask people about that often on the show that I probably should so either way it was a great episode and Anubis when you hear this I am I'm stoked that you finished I'm stoked that you are healthy and I'm stoked that you were able to come back on a second time so let's do it again soon We're going to get into the episode in just a second. First, let me plug some stuff. Instagram at TrailTalesPod. Go follow the show. If if you've heard me plug that like throughout all these episodes and you still haven't followed, I feel like you're probably not going to follow anyways. But in case you're new, please go follow the show on Instagram. Is that a good pitch? Probably not. Facebook is a thing as well. Go like the show on Facebook. And of course, the email. I love the email. TrailTalesPod at gmail.com. Email me some guest suggestions, some trails you'd like me to cover, or just send me an email and say hi. That would be really, really cool. My YouTube channel, I got to plug that. Of course, Kyle Hates Hiking on YouTube. A lot of people have been uh, smashing the subscribe button lately. Ha. So yeah, go check that out if you, if you haven't done that already. Um, link in the show notes, or yeah, if you just search Kyle Hates Hiking on YouTube, you can go watch some of my uh, very goofy videos. And the last thing I'm going to plug, Patreon. Patreon.com slash Trailtales. If you listen to the show every week and you actually listen to my introductions too, then come on, I feel like you got to check out the Patreon. Five bucks a month, you'll get a bonus episode, a blooper reel, and access to a monthly video chat with myself and all of these other hiking nerds that have signed up on the patreon so yeah go check that out patreon.com slash i would really appreciate the support with that said folks i am butchering this introduction this has taken me way longer than it usually does so i'm gonna cut it short let's get into the conversation with christopher johnson anubis appalachian trail southbound class of 2019 Christopher Johnson, Anubis. What's going on, man? Welcome back to the uh, show. Hey. <laughs> this is crazy. Congrats, dude. I was, Thank I was, you. I was saving the uh, congrats for when we actually started recording because, uh, yeah, dude, you since we last talked, you finished the AT, which is so freaking awesome. So, yeah, dude, I'm stoked. I'm stoked that you're back. And, yeah, congrats, man. How's it feel? Thank you. Uh feels pretty good. Um I mean, I'm about five weeks removed from the end, so I'm kind of at that point where it's like, did any of that even really happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. I've been talking to some weird, some some people with like really weird like uh, time frames for their through hikes because like last last week I talked to Ryan Fox and he started a sobo in August, which is really freaking bizarre, and and obviously finished pretty late because of that, and you finished pretty late. So yeah, anyways, that just popped into my head. Dude, so our last conversation, as you just reminded me right before we started recording, was in like mid-November, episode number 54. This is going to be 67, so not even that long ago in the grand scheme of things, in the, in the grand scheme of Trail Tales history, so, which only spans like a year and a half. Anyways, um, <laughs> you, were, you were in a much very... Or, uh, you were in a much different position the last time we talked. Yeah, that's what I that's what I meant to say there. Um, yeah, you had. Let's see. You said what, like four hundred ish miles left in the AT? Yeah, it was around four twelve. Four twelve. Okay, 
<laughs> but who's but who's counting, right? So you were in a yeah, Hampton, Hampton <laughs> Tennessee, yeah, right? Oh yeah, that's that's true. I guess you of all people would be fucking counting that shit. But um, you were in Hampton, Tennessee, if I recall, because that's what you just reminded me of a few minutes ago. But if I recall, yeah, Hampton, Tennessee. Yep, I was at Boots Off Hostel. Boots Off Hostel. So that was like a, and I think we talked about this. That's like a pretty critical point in your through hike, right? Because you're like way beyond halfway. You're like you're you're in like almost the home stretch, I guess, depending on how you look at it. But 400 miles, 412 miles is still a lot of fucking miles, no matter how far you've hiked up to that point. So, so I just kind of remember talking about that a little bit. Um, little did we know, some shit definitely went down. Uh, like soon after we talked and so, or soon after the episode was released at least and uh we're gonna kind of get into that today so dude i don't even know like where should there's just so much here where should we okay take take me through like the first um the first couple days after we after we talked and take me up to the incident which we are going to get into in just a second so we left boots off um was planning on getting into the Rhone Highlands. Um, we got dropped off at the road, whatever road we were at. It was some dirt road um, and started hiking. It was snowing. Um, we got, and I say we, uh, me and Winnie, my dog. Yeah. Um, we got, it was like five or six miles into the day. And we were, I can't even remember the name of the mountain now. Um, but it was only like a 3000 foot mountain and it was just dumping snow. And I came to a clearing where I could see what was supposed to be the Rhone Highlands, Carver's Gap, that whole area. And it was completely socked in. Um, so once I got to 19E, I decided instead of going into the Rhone Highlands, we would stay at the Station 19E hostel. And uh, the next day I got dropped off at Carver's Gap um, and slack packed back to the hostel because I wanted to make sure there wasn't too much snow up there. Uh, and then the following day did Carver's Gap to some shelter. I, I, I never knew what shelter I was even staying at, but I, I know it was like a 19 point something mile day. Um, and the next day hiking into Irwin, my appendix decided it didn't want to work anymore. It was literally like a couple days after we talked, I was keeled over on the trail. I, I remember because, because uh, usually after the episodes are released, I, I ask my guests to kind of share them on social media and stuff. And I was kind of waiting for you to share it. And then when I read what happened, I was like, oh, well, fuck, I'm not going to message this guy now and be like, hey, I know you're like in the hospital, but like, could you plug my shit? Like, you know, <laughs> obviously that's not going to happen. So you, you messaged me that it went live as I was keeled over on the trail. <laughs> oh, my God. You're like, hey, we're live, but go ahead and wait until after Thanksgiving to, to plug it in. I looked down at my phone. I'm like, ah. <laughs> Sorry, Kyle, but uh, bigger things to fucking worry about right now. So, dude, I don't even know. Let's uh, let's jump into that that story then. So, yeah, I having my appendix like burst or I don't even know like what the hell goes on. But like that whole thing is like one of my biggest fears because – it seems like it happens so randomly. Like, am I right in that? Like, is it hard to predict or are there like signs of this that like people should know about? Like, I don't even know. And just like having that happen, like basically your exact scenario just scares the shit out of me. Like, cause it just seems so random, you know? It was, it was super random. Um, there, there were, so there are symptoms. Um, so even like when I was in the hospital, uh, the doctors, they're like, well, you, uh, you know, you, you didn't have any symptoms? And I was like, well, you know, like what? They're like, you, you know, like, did you feel tired? I was like, well, I've walked 1800 miles from <laughs> right. Maine. Like, yeah, I'm tired every day. Uh, you know, they're like, uh, did, uh, did like your right shoulder kind of like hurt a little bit? And I'm like, I'm carrying a backpack up and down mountains. Uh, like <laughs> did my you smell really bad? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, it was, it was kind of similar I guess, to, you know, like Northbounders, up, you know, like in New Hampshire and stuff like that, like if, if they have Lyme's disease, mm -hmm. they don't know what's going on. Um, you know, they finally make their way to the hospital and, you know, a doctor's like, well, you didn't feel tired. And it's like, well, I walked here from Georgia. Like, of course I felt tired. Mm -hmm. um, but the morning of, well, actually, okay, so it was weird. The, the day before it happened, Winnie was acting super, super weird. Anytime we, we like came up on a road crossing, like she would like start to cross it and like stand there and whimper at me um all the pictures that i took of her like on roan mountain and stuff like that like she's looking at me like super concerned 
Um, but I didn't, you know, I didn't pick up on, on, you know, that anything was wrong. And luckily I had met, uh, two hikers, uh, the day before everything happened, um, cutting across the highlands and, uh, we were camped together, uh, the night before everything happened. And the next morning, uh, me and this guy candy bar, we left the shelter first. And then this girl acorn was behind us and I'm, you know, we're bebopping along and we're hiking together and we're talking and we're trying to get into Irwin for hiker Thanksgiving. And, uh, I'm like, dude, candy bar, like my stomach, like, I, I feel like I have a gas bubble or something. And we're talking about, you know, is it Giardia? Um, like the night before they watched me eat, um, four packets of ramen mixed with a full <laughs> bag of mashed potatoes. And, uh, yeah, I'm thinking like, oh my God, like I ate the biggest ramen bomb in the world. Like it's not digesting properly. Um, you know, I'm thinking about like. You know, like I mixed Winnie's food, like her dry food with like chicken salad or tuna salad. And I got to a point in my hike where instead of her cleaning my spoon, like I would just clean my spoon myself. So I'm like, I'm getting super scared. Like, like, oh my God, like I've been eating dog food and chicken salad. Like, you know, the body, my body can't process it. And uh, yeah, I, I got to this point where I just thought I was feeling nauseous. And um, Winnie was hiking with candy bar, like right in front of me. And I was like, well, maybe I'll make myself throw up. And no hiker wants another hiker to see them throw up. So I let them get ahead and I ducked behind an oak tree. I tried to do that. It didn't work. Um, at that point, they'd gotten way ahead of me. And about a mile later, I just, I felt like the inside of my body was like ripping in half. Jesus. But it's, yeah, it's like super random. Like after my appendix got removed, the number of people that I've met, they're like, oh, yeah, I don't have an appendix either. And I'm like, geez, like nobody has an appendix. <laughs> hey, you'll save you'll save some weight at least. I, yeah, I, had, yeah. to, I had to make that joke, like fucking <laughs> ultralight, like jerk kind of shit. Like I had to make that joke. Um, <laughs> well, Jesus Christ, dude. So we're, what happened? Like, I hope you don't mind like talking through this stuff, but I'm just like so curious because like I said, this is like a huge fear of mine not that i have any reason to believe my appendix is going to burst but just because apparently it's super fucking random so yeah dude like take me through like when it actually happened uh obviously like you know something's wrong like you just said there but like it happens like what what like immediately after like what okay actually hold on what let me ask let me ask this when did you actually realize like something was terribly wrong and you needed to like get off the trail like asap and get to a hospital so luckily, since <clears throat> since we were hiking into Irwin, um, we passed. Uh, I, I, I crossed a road. Uh, it was Indian Grave Gap, which I would later find out there's like two or three Indian Grave Gaps. Like after that, um, <laughs> but I'd I'd pass this road and I started climbing down a mountain, and um, it was like a uh, I was about a mile south of the road, and all of a sudden, I mean I I I like ripped my pack off. And like just drop down into the trail and I'm like, I'm curled up in a ball and, um, luckily where I had, you know, collapsed on the trail, I had just like a sliver of service. Uh, I text another hiker. I was like, I don't know what's going on. Like, please contact uncle Johnny's hostel. And, and like, like a shuttle driver needs to come up here. Like I need to try and make my way back to the road. And, um, Basically, I guess <laughs> an eternity later, but it was probably like 10 minutes later, the pain had subsided just enough. And at this point, I have one trekking pole because, you know, like trekking poles break, you lose trekking poles. Mm -hmm. And um, I left my pack and my camera and all that on the side of the trail and kind of stood up and like felt like Quasimodo from from Notre Dame, like all hunched over. Um, so I had this one trekking pole. But I so I knew that that girl acorn was somewhere behind me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, if I can, if I can walk back up this mountain and at some point run into her, she can help me. So I'm walking up the, this mountain with this one pole and she comes trotting down the mountain. She's like, Anubis, what's wrong? Uh, like, does your knee hurt? And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Mm, Jesus. And you know, I, so I, I'm explaining it to her and she drops her pack. She runs down, she grabs my pack. And, uh, I made it, I think like 0.3 miles back up this mountain and I just collapsed again. And I looked, I was like, you have to call 911. Like, I don't know what's going on. And there's, there's just no way I can make it. So she was on the phone with 911. Search and rescue was going to take, God, like 45 minutes, I think. Um, 
to, like, to get to a, you or to get to like the road to, to get to me um it's the day before thanksgiving um you know so they had to assemble volunteers yeah. they had to pull people together get out there um, obviously yeah so the hostel ended up actually getting there well before that i was basically i was like call off search and rescue like i don't want to pay for that if they're not gonna like get here <laughs> um so somebody from Uncle Johnny's hostel like came running and uh he carried my pack out. He had a trekking pole I could use. And um yeah, I hiked the the point seven miles back out from there. And there were the paramedics. And at that point, it was weird because so like my appendix didn't fully burst, it perforated, so it like tore, which I guess relieved some of the pressure. So by the time I get to the paramedics, um you know, they're like looking over me and, and I'm like kind of feeling better a little bit, you know, like I'm back yeah. to thinking it might be a gas bubble. Um, and they're like, you need to go to the hospital. Like, do you want us to take you? I'm like, no, I would rather stick with, you know, like the hostel taking me there. Um, and yeah, jumped in, <laughs> jumped in the shuttle and got taken to a, a small hospital in Irwin, Tennessee and, uh, got wheelchaired in and was in surgery that night. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so then how long were you uh, off trail? First of all, like to everybody listening, this dude is a fucking trooper. I feel like having like your appendix removed would be a very valid excuse to end or at least postpone a through hike. But dude, I remember when I had kind of messaged you just kind of sending my uh, my my wishes or whatever fucking and I was like, well, what are you going to do? And you were like, oh, dude, I'm getting back out there. Like, no question. You were still in the hospital at this point. It's not yeah, like you were, it's yeah, not like you were yeah, like, back yeah, on trail. Yeah, you were like, I had to transfer hospitals too. Jesus Christ, man. Like, you, like, from that message, at least, I'll let you speak to this. But from that message, you made it sound like there is, like, absolutely no consideration of quitting. I mean, you were, you were just like, I'm going to rest and I'm going to get back out there as soon as I could. Is that, is that pretty much what it was like? Yeah. Yeah, so it, and it's funny because, um, so I, I listened to, like we talked about before the podcast, like I listened to the podcast that we recorded when I was in uh, Hampton. And, uh, you know, we were talking about like the different times I wanted to quit and all that. And uh, all of a sudden I had a legitimate reason to yeah, quit the trail. Dude. And I was like, fuck no. And <laughs> it, it, like I, I had a friend from back home while I was in the hospital. He And he just, his text was just literally, you can come home now. And I was like, I'm not fucking done. So yeah, it was, um, it, it was, it was wild. Cause yeah. So I ended up in the hospital, uh, first in Irwin, Tennessee. And, um, like I said, so hiker Thanksgiving's going on. So there's, there's Southbounders from up and down the trail that had, you know, gotten shuttled all in, into town. And so people from my original trail family, you know, they're messaging me. They're like, Holy fuck. Like, are you okay? Um, you know, and, and this guy bunkhouse, um, that I summited Katahdin with and, uh, we hiked together all the way until like Waynesboro. Uh, like he, he caught a ride up to the hospital and wow. yeah, I'm crying at this point. Cause I don't know at that point, I didn't know what was going on. And he, I was like, dude, I don't know if my hike's over. Like, I don't want it to be over and, um, got transferred hospitals and, uh, I was in, it was Elizabethan or Elizabeth town or something like that. And that's where I went into surgery and other hikers were coming up there and, and visiting me and like bringing me gifts. And it, I mean, it was honestly, it was really incredible the way that like the hiker community pulled together. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so after that I was, I was sidelined for two weeks, uh, in Irwin, Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Two weeks. Oh, Irwin. Two, two weeks. And, yeah. and you were already a little bit, I mean, I don't want to say you were behind schedule, but you were a little bit on like the, uh, the later side and then you had to take two weeks off. Like, did you ever, I'm really going to press you on this. Did you ever, even for a second, like think about quitting? I'm sure like in the immediate aftermath, you weren't really thinking about that. But like once you finally got a, a second to catch your breath after all this stuff and, and start to, to, you know, potentially make those decisions, like, was it ever even a thought or was it just like, fuck, like, I can't let this take me down, you know? While I was in, Ir in Irwin, there was never a doubt in my mind that I was going to keep pressing on. That's insane. <laughs> I it cannot. was, I was counting down the day 
like the days until like I had my follow-up appointment two weeks later. Jesus Christ. <laughs> a couple weeks later, I was singing a different tune, but. <laughs> okay. Irwin, okay. I, <laughs> well, yeah. okay. Well, what, what happened then? Yeah. Take me, take me a little bit beyond the uh, appendix incident and recovery. So once I was cleared to hike again, um, actually, actually, hold up, hold up. Just, just what you said there, cleared the hike again. Did they, did, what did the doctor say about you returning to the trail? That's a, that's a big question here. Did they have anything like, did they tell you not to or anything like that? They, so it was cool because my, the, the surgical team, like everybody in the hospital knew I was a through hiker. Um, in fact, actually this is kind of a funny story. Um, getting, once I transferred hospitals, I knew I smelled like shit. I couldn't smell myself, but I knew I smelled, you know, just fucking disgusting. I can and, confirm uh, that you did when we hung out yeah, in Burlington. Yeah, awful. <laughs> and so I transfer hospitals and like the nurses are in there. They're being polite and um, they're like, all right, like, let, let's take your shoes off and your socks. And I'm like, oh, my God, like you guys don't know what's about to happen. Like me taking my shoes off. I was like, I really, really, really need to take a shower before you guys yeah. put me under. And, and And so I'm like. They were able to get special permission for me to take a shower before I went into <laughs> surgery. And I'm in the shower in the hospital, just like hunched over, trying so hard to soak myself. And like the IV line is wrapped in plastic. And the whole thing was a nightmare. But I, I knew that I was in this just ridiculous situation of just smelling awful. But so it was, it was cool because everybody in the, in the hospital, they knew I was through hiking. They knew I'd walk there from Maine. Um, like they were just super cool, like asking me questions and everything kept getting delayed. And so everyone knew what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I went in for my follow-up appointment, the surgeon, I mean, he gave me some, like, I guess like mental warnings. Like he cleared me. He looked over everything. He's like, dude, you healed like real quick. Um, he's like, don't be surprised if you get fatigued easily, you know, you shouldn't carry anything heavy. Um, <laughs> How much yeah, is your so pack I, weigh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I ended up ac actually having to pay to slack pack from Irwin, Tennessee, all the way to Hot Springs, North oh, Carolina. Well. How many yeah. How many miles is that? I don't remember. Um, if I'd been in – if if none of this had happened, it would have only been like three days of backpacking. So mm. I'm going to guess like 60 miles. Okay. Um, I, I don't remember the mileage. Uh, I'm just going to base it off 20 miles a day. Um, yeah, so I had to slack back all the way to, to Hot Springs. And then after that was when I finally put on a full pack for my first time. Gotcha. But they, they at least they didn't like just tell you not to fucking like go back out, right? They, 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 they knew when I got released from the hospital, I was chomping at the bit to get back out there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I showed up to my follow-up appointment in my hiking clothes. <laughs> just ready. Just ready to go. I, ready I to go. It, uh, actually, once once they released me, I went out and I did a real quick seven-mile like slack pack thing back into Irwin. Because I, I never made it to Irwin. I was still like seven miles outside of Irwin when everything happened. And, and how did you feel like those first couple days while you were slack packing, while you were back on trail? terrible really <laughs> so i had this audacious idea i did like 7.7 .7 or something like that from um indian grave gap into Irwin, and then i was like oh i you know and it was all downhill um you know I'm like oh that felt great like i'm gonna do a 28 mile slack pack then you know tomorrow mm. and i was like six miles into it and i text the girl that was like shuttling me I was like, listen, I can't do 28 miles. Like, I don't even know if I can do 13 to the next gap. You're going to have to pick me up way short of, of like me coming back to town. And, um, honestly, I was like really frustrated, mm -hmm. like for a hot minute. And the doctor had actually warned me. He was like, you're going to fatigue easily and blah, 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 blah. Um, but they had warned me that I might not get my trail legs back before I summited Springer. Right. Like I was back to, I was back to like the beginning again. Even after just two weeks? Yeah. Damn. Well, because there was that and there was the surgery and even though I was cleared to hike and cleared to, to carry the weight of my pack, you know, I was still feeling things cause it, there was three incisions in my stomach. Right. Um, so, you know, I was still feeling that, um, yeah, it was, 
it was a very slow crawl once once I hiked out of Irwin. Mm-hmm. And how long did it take before you were kind of, I mean, like you said, it'd kind of be tough to get like your complete like 100% health back, but um, I'm, I'm assuming you were able to kind of ramp up the mileage again at some point, right? Yeah. So um, how, I, how, yeah, how, like, how long did that take before you I, felt as like strong as you possibly could after that happened? You know, kind of shitty because I, Hiawassee, Georgia. <laughs> so it's so pretty much at, at the end then. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I, um, well, hiking out of Franklin, uh, Franklin, North Carolina, uh, which is, I guess, like, northbound 110. Well, yeah, yeah, um, I was starting to feel stronger, um, but yeah, it was basically yeah. I mean, I, I North Carolina. Well, and I don't know if North Carolina is just an ass kicker or if I was still like regaining strength. North Carolina like, is tough. It, it, it is tough. Yeah, <laughs> not, it's not like the whites or Southern Maine, but for the South, like it's it's yeah. I wouldn't say it's easy. No, no, not at all. I mean, I've in in my head, um, like as a Southbounder. Like after uh, Fontana, so like when it's like strictly North Carolina, I think it's the third hardest part of the trail. Yeah, man. I was just like, what the heck is going on here? Yeah, um, I could I could get down with that. Oh, dude, it was fucking awful. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'd say Hiawassee. Like I had five days left on the trail, and I was like, yeah, I'm feeling good. Um, and at that point, I also wanted to slow it down. So, mm-hmm. um, I think I was doing like 15s through Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's not too bad though. So yeah, dude, let's uh let's talk about weather a little bit. So one of the things that we had talked about in our last conversation, if I recall correctly, is that you had started to see some some winter-ish weather, you know, even with 400 miles left. So I'm assuming, I mean, you're still you're going south, so you're further south, less snow is the uh, the uh, the idea, but I'm I'm sure you still got some stuff especially like through the higher peaks and the Smokies and other parts of North Carolina and stuff like that. So what was the weather like um, post our last conversation? So I definitely, I saw more snow. Um, actually the day I was cleared to hike again, it snowed the night before. Mm-hmm. Um, so I saw, I saw snow through Irwin, big bald, little bald. That was all snowed over. Um, when I got in the hot springs, it snowed again. Um, it's funny though. I guess it's ironic. Uh, <laughs> I'd ordered, I'd ordered micro spikes uh, after cro- after going through the Rhone Highlands. I was like, "Fuck!" Like I'm, I was sliding all over the fucking place. Yeah. And uh, I was like, "Okay, as soon as I can order micro spikes, I'm ordering micro spikes." And everybody in the Smokies at the time, you know, was like, "Oh, we're like, we need micro spikes." And um, so I ordered these micro spikes, and. By the time I got to the Smokies, where I thought I'd need them, I had 55. It was like 60 degree weather. Interesting. Yeah, so, no. The, the so smoke... I was wrong in my prediction there. Oh, it was. Everybody <laughs> else got fucked in the Smokies, and like, I mean, we're talking to the point where like Southbounders were like, "I'll come back in March." Jesus. Like Christ. I'm getting off trail, and um, even when, like while while I was recovering, there were there were a couple Southbounders that I knew. That I mean, they got snowed in. It was like a foot and a half of snow in the Smokies. And I'm like, holy crap, like, do I need my snowshoes sent out? And by the time <laughs> I got down there, yeah, there there was no snow. It was 55 degrees. Um, by the time I got to Franklin, I mailed all my snow stuff home. Um, you know, because I'd been hiking in snow gators and it, it, there was snow everywhere. Um, there was one final dumping while I was in Franklin, it was like five inches of snow when I was climbing up, uh, was it winding stair gap? Probably sounds like, sounds familiar. (laughs) Yeah. I I kept losing the trail and you know, when there's snow on the side of the trees, you can't see white blazes. And, um, after that, I just, everything warmed up and it was, it basically rained every day until I was done. When you say warmed up, how warm are we talking here? Uh, forties. <laughs> well, you see, okay. So I feel like forties and rain was almost worse than like slightly colder temperatures, but at least like some solid snow. Do you? Uh, uh, what do you think about that? I was sweating bullets. I w- I would have rather have had snow at that point. Yeah, because like I could just from my experience, like hiking in 
you know, above freezing but close to freezing temperatures and rain is like prime hypothermia like territory because you're soaking wet at least when it's snowing i mean you might get a little wet but you're not going to get as like thoroughly soaked as you are when it's raining um and 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 40 degrees though it's not freezing it's still pretty damn cold so yeah i just from my experience like some of the sketchiest scenarios as far as like weather goes um for me have been yeah like in those exact conditions so i think that really would have like i only saw a couple days like that at the end of my through hike like uh <laughs> that would have been a huge bummer like <laughs> being so close with your with your health obviously um the, the, that problem as well like dude that uh i <laughs> i don't want to say it's a miracle that you finish because i feel like that doesn't give you credit but um I, I admire your grit. I'll say that. Like, dude, so incredible. Like, can you just talk about that a little bit? Like, how the hell did you push yourself through all this shit? I'm completely convinced I, like, lost my mind somewhere in Tennessee. Or, I mean, uh, <laughs> North Carolina. Like, I was... God, I, I have this video on Facebook, and then it was, like, a story on Instagram. It was uh, It was January 1st, and I'm, like... Like a part of me, a part of me is like, oh, like I never should have posted that. Like that was nuts. (laughs) But I was, I'm like, I'm like screaming at my phone as I'm filming myself. Like it's January 1st. I'm still fucking walking. And I'm just, I'm on this whole long rant of like, I'm fucking over it. And I had like a hundred miles to go. Um, Luckily, a bunch of pass through hikers were like, dude, like, thank you for putting into words like you know how i felt in the hundred mile wilderness or this and this and that and this mm-hmm. and that but um towards god honestly i think i i thought about quitting more in like from like my like 150 miles out to like 50 miles out like that kind of like 100 mile stretch mm-hmm. where i'm like so close i can taste it but i i didn't feel like i was going anywhere um and there were a lot of mornings, even with like the rain, uh, like I'd, I'd be in a shelter and I'm like, I'm not going out in that. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to put my dog in that either. Like, yeah, she I was, I was like, going to, yeah. Um, there were, there were a lot of like, really like there were days where we were leaving the shelter at like 11 o'clock in the morning. Um, mentally. Yeah, towards the end, I don't know. I I felt like it was a crawl, like between between the weather, and you know the fact that you know I was like trying to rebuild myself. Um, it was. Oh, <laughs> I, I don't mean to bring back bad memories here, but <laughs> damn, dude. Let me ask you this. I I meant to ask this while we were talking about the appendix thing, but um. Did I understand this correctly when you were telling the story? Was was Winnie, your dog, actually not with you when that happened? It sounded like... So Winnie's hiking style, like I trust her completely. Like she doesn't chase animals. She doesn't go after snakes. She doesn't shit on the trail. She doesn't, you know, she's like, she very much has like trail etiquette. So sometimes she doesn't even hike with me. Like she might hike with another hiker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So she had, she had hiked on with uh, this guy candy bar. And after I, I dropped to my knees and like kind of keeled over on the trail. Right. I was going to ask like how you got reunited, you know? Yeah. So she, she, um she won't go too far from me. Like she might go around a band or, you know, even sometimes she'll even get it like a mile away from me uh, with another hiker. Um, but after a while, like she's going to realize like, oh, my dad's not with me. And so I, yeah, I was killed over on the trail. She came trotting back and, uh, like laid down next to me and was just like licking the back of my neck. Okay. So she did. So come yeah, back. she, she hiked out with me. And when I got dropped off at the hospital, this hostel car, uh, with uncle Johnny's, um, I guess widow and uh, another guy that worked there and that girl acorn, like she watched me get dropped off and they drove off with her. She was, like, super confused. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Dude, I feel like I need to give you a chance to to plug some of the hostels and some of the people that helped you out in this scenario. Because it sounds like um, they played a pretty big role in, you know, ensuring your safety there and getting you to the hospital and, and looking after the dog and stuff like that. So, 
Did you just say it was Uncle Johnny's? Was anybody else like involved? Like, can you just give a quick a quick shout out to the people who you know? Yeah, just helped you out in this very very awful situation. Yeah, so Uncle Johnny's was the one that showed up, um, got me out of there, got Winnie out of there. I actually stayed uh, with the owners of Irwin Outdoor Supply, uh, which is an outdoor gear company there in Irwin. I stayed with them for two weeks. Like they were, I like I lived. Oh, in so their, you weren't in the hospital? No, I was only in the hospital for like two days. Okay, okay, I gotcha. Recovery, uh, yeah, not gonna be. Yeah, I, I stayed with with complete strangers um, for two weeks. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I I lived in their basement and. Um, yeah, if, if I mean honestly, if it, if it wasn't for them, I, I guess I would have been at the hostel, and I I don't know, I mean it, the the whole situation was expensive enough. Yeah, you know even with insurance and things like that, like covering medical expenses, it's not like I'm gonna like sit in a basement and eat ramen. Like I'm still going out to eat. I'm ordering pizza. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's so yeah. If if it wasn't for Uncle Johnny's hostel. Um, and then the owners of Irwin outdoor supply, I, I don't know what I would have done. That's like, incredible. Dude, that's, that's so incredible. I'm, I'm glad I kind of went back to that, that question there. Cause I, I didn't realize that you had, <laughs> okay. So how the hell did you even get in, in contact with the, with the owners and, and, and convince them to let your <laughs> stinky ass stay with them for two weeks, for two freaking weeks. Like who, so- <laughs> who, who takes in a stranger for, for two weeks? And this is one of those things where I could be like, Oh the trail community is like so amazing. I feel like that goes without saying like people understand that that's just like, that's the kind of thing that people involved in this community do. But like, still it's just when you look at it from an outside perspective, like that's just so incredible, man. Okay. So yeah. How did you, how did you get in contact with them? So what was supposed to happen? (laughs) Um, okay. So up here in Winchester, I work, uh, my second job is at a gear shop and, uh, (laughs) the owner of my gear shop, as I was getting closer to Irwin, was like, "Hey, I have this couple. They own a gear shop in Irwin. Uh, they're they're willing to put you up for the night okay. so you can get to to uh, hike your Thanksgiving." And I actually text. <laughs> so Tyler, uh, he's the husband of the two. He, uh, I, I text him as I'm like keeled over. I was like, because I'd already been in contact with him. Like, hey, I'm I'm coming into town. Um, but I text him like when I when I keeled over when everything was going on. I was like, "Dude, I just called nine one one. Like, I'm not I'm not coming." Basically, <laughs> <laughs> was what I told him. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it went from I was supposed to hang out with them like overnight for Thanksgiving to Can I stay at your house for two weeks? For please? two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, dude. Well, well, good for them. And, and good for Uncle Johnny's as well. Everybody who's going to be through hiking this year or sometime in the future should definitely go uh, show both of those businesses some love. Both of them I did not stay with, so I can't give my personal input. But just based on that story, that's that's amazing. Like, dude, and, and not surprising, again, I'm not surprised that people involved with the trail would, would bend over backwards like that for, for complete strangers. But it's it's still amazing nonetheless. Um, dude, I kind of want to take a step forward. So a number of minutes ago now, earlier on in the conversation, you had said when I, when I was asking you about if this whole situation made you think about quitting, you said that it didn't, but there was a time later on, like closer to the end, even that you did think about quitting. And then I think we kind of got away from it a little bit. Can you talk about that? Like what that situation was or what that moment was? Yeah, it was, um, Definitely around Franklin. Um, I had, I don't know, I, I guess that's, maybe that's when I actually started regaining my strength, but I've just gotten to the point where it was like, once once I hit January 1st, you know, at that point I had been hiking, you know, I guess my six-month trail anniversary would have been January 2nd, and um, I just got to the point, I'm like, Everyone's gone. Like everyone's hiked past me. Like there's, there was, I think at that time there was like eight Southbounders behind me <laughs> and, and it was Wyabald or it was somewhere, somewhere outside of Franklin. There was like a, like a stone tower. Um, yeah. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I, I know. I think it is. I, I remember that place. Wyabald. Yeah. yeah. I, I'd gotten to it and, um, 
it's another one, another situation where, you know, it's, it's new year's day. There's a ton of people there. Like I show up and like, I guess there was like a parking lot nearby. You like, yep. you could drive near the top and yep. everyone's in real nice clothes and I'm showing up and just looking gross and I'm, I'm getting all these looks and, and I'm not feeling it. And like, I didn't even, I didn't even like hang out and enjoy it. Like I just hiked on and that was when I got on my phone. I had my whole rant, like it's January fucking first and I'm still fucking walking. And mm-hmm. oh God, I was like, I was angry. I was angry that at that point, like six months had gone by and I still wasn't done. Yeah. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm stuck in like the negative stuff. Like, Oh, but it's actually kind of funny because at the time I was like, all my friends are done. They're home. Like it's over. And, uh, later on, like they're texting me like, dude, like slow it down. Like, you know, like we don't want to be home, but like, I'm thinking to myself, Interesting. but I'm thinking to myself, like, no, you're fucking home. You can eat a steak. You can take a shower. You can, you know, and I'd gotten back in that whole, I can't believe I'm still out here. But then by the time I got to Hiawassee, I was looking back on all those miles that I was mad about. And I was like, oh my God, can I have all those back? That's a pretty quick turnaround. Yeah, well, because all of a sudden when I got to Hiawassee, I was like, fuck, I'm like five days from finishing. Like, <laughs> I got to go home? Dude, that's – see, that's kind of crazy. I, I'm just I'm just thinking about like how – like the difference between – the end like that when you're going Sobo versus when you're going Nobo, because when you're going Nobo, you have the hundred mile wilderness staring you down. So, so you, I feel like you're almost maybe almost forced to confront the end of the trail, like earlier on than when you're going Sobo, because as you know, there's like, you pretty, once you get through the hundred mile, you're, I mean, you're not technically done, but you're pretty much done. Right. Like, so you have to kind of plan like when you leave Monson, like that's it. Like, from Monson to the end of the trail, like that's your last stretch. But when you're going Sobo, I mean, I know Hiawassee is what, like 70 or 80 miles. So it's not like that much further, but I don't know. That just, it's, it's a weird dynamic there. You know, I think, I think Hiawassee actually texted a northbound friend of mine in Hiawassee. And I was like, dude, is Hiawassee like, like my Monson? Yeah. Right. Cause it was like, <laughs> for real. Yeah. No, I was, I was at the budget inn and you know, I'd done the, my resupply. I went, uh, you know, I went to Taco Bell. I ordered like 20 burritos or whatever. And, and like, I was like thinking to myself, like, like, damn, like this is my last resupply. This is my last like town food, you know, like all of a sudden I'm like, holy fuck, this is, this is like all my lasts. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I guess, yeah, for us it's, it's Hiawassee, Hiawassee, everything hit me. And I was like, I was like, wait a second. Like I wanted this to end for so long and now I do not want it to end at all. Yeah. That's, that's a little bit interesting because just to compare this to mine, um, I definitely felt like that, like that I wanted it to end. Um, of, of course I was not dealing with some of the stuff you were. I, I think your situation was probably a little bit more difficult at the end than, than mine was, but you know, I definitely wanted it to end. But I will say that I think where our situations differ, when I got to Monson, we'll say we'll kind of compare Monson to like the the Hiawassee situation there, like we just said. I still very much wanted it to end all the way through the 100 mile, all the way through the day that I climbed Katahdin. Like there really wasn't any, um, I mean, of course, I was trying to reflect and, and, you know, take everything in. It's not like I was like, just like completely fuck this, but... I was definitely ready to be done, and I don't think that uh, that really changed at all, even when I was just like a day or two away from the end. So I just think that's kind of interesting how it almost seems like, I don't know, were you legitimately like, oh shit, I actually don't want this to end? Or were you more just like trying to kind of uh, enjoy and take in those last couple days, even though in the back of your mind you still probably wanted it to end, if that makes sense? I've gotten to a point... I mean, I, I definitely slowed it down. Um, we, I think from Hiawassee to Springer, we averaged like 15 miles a day. Interesting. Um, 
like, I mean, I was, I was leaving camp at like 11 o'clock and cause you know, at 11 o'clock, Oh, I got to do, you know, 15 miles. Like it's like five hours, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, no, if, if man, if honestly, if I had the money in my bank account, when I hit Springer, I would have turned around and walked back to Virginia. You're nuts. No. What the hell's, what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> no, no. Like, I walked, no, but, but dude, it was from, from like mile, it was like mile 1100. I was like, oh, if, if this can be over like anytime soon. And yeah, like 80 miles out, I was like, no, I, I actually don't want this to end, to end at all. Um, Interesting. Well then, well then, what did it feel like when you finally finished this? Okay, so this is a question that I have not asked a through hiker in a long time, and I, I think I might have asked some people this at the beginning of Trail Tales, just because I didn't fucking know what else to ask. But I feel like I I don't really ask this question very often. So you're you're still relatively it's still relatively uh your finish was was recent still. That's what I was trying to say there. So. I feel like I, I I think you're a good person to ask this question to. So what did it, you've got all these conflicting emotions, such a weird scenario at the end, you know, with your appendix, what did it feel like to actually finish on Springer mountain? Ugh. I'm hoping I can actually like describe it without like crying. <laughs> no, you, you can um. cry T- tears, <laughs> tears. I don't, I don't know if anybody's ever cried in the show before, but, uh, it is it is encouraged please this is my favorite podcast i don't think anyone's cried but um there's a first so (laughs) yeah so i know springer is in katahdin um when i got to the plaque and the final blaze yeah man i i dropped I mean, I, I dropped to my fucking knees and I, I, I must've cried for like an hour is what it felt like. Um, I, I don't think it was, it wasn't so much that I was happy that it was over. Um, I just couldn't believe it. Mm -hmm. Like I, I felt like. Like the odds, like they were stacked against me. Yeah, man. Especially with after all this stuff with your health and your your appendix. Yeah. Like my dog surgery, like picking my dog up, the appendix, the weather. Um man, it was there was there was so much going on throughout and but I mean it's it's six months, you know, spent living in the wilderness, but um, but I was not happy. I mean, I was happy I finished, but I wasn't happy about being done. Mm-hmm. Did that make sense? That does make sense. And, and it's hard to explain, but I do know exactly what you mean. Um, again, I can't say I relate completely because I was happy I finished and I was happy to be done at the end of mine, but I do know what you mean. Yes. And, and, and it's funny you talk about how the odds were stacked against you. What you were referring to there, I think, are all the like uh, the additional like <laughs> bad bad stuff that happened to you, because you got to keep in mind it doesn't matter if you have like it doesn't doesn't matter who you are the odds are always stacked against you when it comes to a through hike right like statistically speaking most people do not finish their through yeah, hikes it's like, what, so twenty five percent make it so just those those original odds like compounded with all of the shit that happened to you as well it like that just i don't even i don't know where i'm going with this but i just think it's incredible dude and and uh, congrats man like <laughs> I, I obviously i've talked to a lot of people that have finished the at or any through hike for that matter since i started the show but um your your story has always kind of stuck out to me because of that because honestly dude if i had experienced a medical emergency like that at the end of my through hike i don't know if i would have continued honestly this is coming from someone who lives and breathes hiking someone who fucking talks about this shit for at least an hour every single week does these stupid youtube videos someone who who really loves hiking 
um, I don't know if I would have been able to continue. And the fact that you didn't even hesitate, it just, uh, I, I've said this a bunch this episode, but it's crazy to me, dude. You're nuts. You're fucking nuts, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and I mean that in the best way possible. Yeah, I mean, I'm already saving up for the next one, so... So that's where I was going. So, yeah, we're going to get into a story in just a second. That's cue to fucking think of a story. Um, But uh, what I usually ask this last, but I, I just feel like it segues so well here. Or at least it did until I said that it segues well. Now I just fucking ruined it. But, yeah, dude, what's next? Uh, PCT, CDT, something else? Tell me what's good. As far as like that distance PCT, um, I'm shooting for April of next year. So I am, dude, I'm working like a fucking dog right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I work two jobs. I'm just stashing money. Um, yeah, three weeks after I got back, oh, so, I mean, I came back broke. Um, that's probably something super important for anybody heading out on a through hike like have some money stashed aside for when you get home um easier said than done but <laughs> important oh, nonetheless yeah i uh actually after i got home was the first time my cell phone payment was not made on time <laughs> yes. um and i was like i was like asking all these i was like freaking out i'm like so like is my cell phone gonna get cut off and everyone's like no like you have like a month or two and i'm like what <laughs> uh, like I didn't understand how it worked. Uh, cause I've never, you know, I've never paid my cell phone payment late. Um, yeah. so like I, I, yeah, I came, I came back with like, <laughs> fuck, like 400 bucks in my savings account, I think. Um, but real quickly spun it around. I already, I could probably go do a through hike right now, actually. Um, with the money I have in, in savings kind of, kind of gross how like, minimalistic i've become mm-hmm. um like guys at work are like like are, you know do you want to buy lunch and i'm like no like i packed a sandwich and it's it's just <laughs> it's it's funny but um yeah pct shouldn't do that uh next year i have other stuff planned that's you know a week long two weeks long stuff like that um I, I'm next year dude like as in 20 20- like 2021 okay 2021 okay gotcha i thought you meant like 20 i guess it's already 2020 but i don't know i thought you meant like this next season i guess but that that makes sense that makes sense i oh god i wish um i if if i knew that i could have swung it i would have Nah, man, give yourself a break, dude. Give yeah, yourself yeah. a fucking break. You just went through hell, man. Yeah, if if I knew in October that I could have swung it, but I'm October. I mean, fuck, I was in Virginia, like trying to get into Tennessee. Nah, dude, give give yourself a break. You, you'll you'll get back out there. Oh yeah, because uh yeah, your the the uh your Ivy Tat um interview, mm-hmm. like that back to back, like it sounds like it's brutal, dude. It's brutal, yeah, dude. I don't know how he did it. Dude, it's brutal. I'm I'm gonna be hopefully interviewing a. I probably shouldn't make this promise because I haven't actually set up the episodes yet. But I I'll say this: I'd like to interview some people who hiked to the AT last year that are going to be setting out on the PCT this year. And um, yeah, dude, I kind of want I kind of want to maybe press them on that just a little bit because honestly, mostly stemming from my conversation with IBTAT, but from other people as well that have done them back to back. Like, that's tough, man. That's tough on your fucking body. Like, I don't Dude, care. Dude, it's crazy. The I don't care who you are. Like, it's, yeah. yeah. It's, I know a, a ton of people that hiked the AT last year that are headed out on the PCT or the CDT this year. And I'm like, wow, what? I like, like, I still can't even run. Like, my <laughs> and stuff like that, they're not, they're not like shot. Like, I can walk around and stuff. Like, I'm fine. Um, but every time I, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to go for a run with my dog and, like instantly, like my knees are like, no, you're fucking not. Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude, it's, it's tough for sure. It's totally doable. Obviously people fucking do it, but yeah, it's, it's tough. Dude, let's, um, let's do a story. So people listening, I feel like I kind of made it sound like I didn't remind you about the story based on my comment a few minutes ago. I kind of did. Um, I feel like Christopher listens to the show enough that he kind of knows. So I feel like I didn't have to give you an explicit, like two days ahead of time, uh, <laughs> reminder about the story. 
Because honestly, I fucked up the scheduling so much with this that we didn't even know we were going to record until like today. So <laughs> anyways, um, did you have a second to uh, to think of think of something or do you need a second to think of something? Ugh. Um, 2,200 miles and it's funny. You're like, oh, you have a story and it's like, um. Dude, same here, honestly, because like I've been, like, cause one time I did an episode with Baker where it was my 50th episode and uh, he interviewed me and he asked me at the end to share a story and I like could not think of anything that was from my through hike. The only story I could think of, because I kind of know ahead of time, was for, was from a hike I did like way before I fucking did the AT. So it's weird how you can hike so much and then still like kind of draw a blank, you know? Well, it's it's, <laughs> it's one of those things where like I have one hundred fifty two thousand stories. Um, I don't I, I I don't even know what qualifies like a good story. See, and also to be fair, I feel you, like you know what I mean. But like, but like, people at home are like, "Oh, like we we just want to hear something." And it's I mean, like, I feel like most of this episode was a story. So <laughs> you know, especially since you already shared one from your through hike already on the show too. It's not like this is your first time on either. I'm just trying to think of like, like a really good one, and I'm drawing a blank. You should tell the story of how your appendix burst. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> dude that's my story dude oh my god i made front page of my like of my local newspaper <laughs> tell like, it let's hear it about your through hike or about your appendix like <laughs> the, the whole thing they're local like homeless guys appendix burst basically like, <laughs> yeah like uh no the 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 headline was defying death on the Appalachian oh, Trail. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. And I was like, I read That's the article and I'm like, this is horrible. <laughs> so now I walk down the street with my dog. She's like pooping in somebody's lawn and somebody's like, hey, you're the guy from the newspaper. And I'm like, hey, let me pick up my dog's poop. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> did they like interview you or did they just like creep your Insta and fucking post the story? <laughs> Dude, it's weird. Like, I'm known all over town. Um, I I can't even go into Shenandoah National Park without people like, "Hey, you're uh, you're Anubis, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah." They're like, oh, "I follow you on Instagram." I'm like, "Ah, hey, what's up?" I don't I don't know. I I know that I have one. I just never came up with one. <laughs> that's that's good enough, man. This is this is your. Second episode. Yeah, I, I expect my guests to tell one story. I don't expect them to tell two, especially since your entire episode pretty much was... Was the like, story. Exactly, right? Like, most people that I have on the show, like, that what, that... what happened to you there would be their end of episode story, but we just purposely covered it for most of the episode, so you're good, man. You're off the hook. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Dude, um, see, normally I'll, I'll ask people what's next, but we already covered that, so why don't you go ahead and plug this this super famous Instagram um, for those that missed your first episode and for those uh, who might have downloaded Instagram just to fucking follow your shit after this crazy episode – which I don't know if that's actually a thing, but maybe I don't know. I should have just be. I should have just told you to plug your Instagram. I don't know why I'm going on right now, but yeah, dude. What's your What's your Instagram, social media, all that stuff? Uh, a walk with Winnie uh, underscores in between every single word. Nice. I will have a link to that in the show notes, as usual, dude. Hey, are you going to be at Trail Days? <laughs> I don't know, man. You gotta I don't say know. yes. Say yes. I want to, but you gotta keep in mind it's a lot easier for you to drive down from where you live than from me up here in the fucking tundra in Vermont. So. Yeah, but you no, you you need you need a full blown booth. It would be fun. It would be fun. I'll I'll tell you that. Um, I'm gonna say a, a maybe leaning towards no, but it would be fun. <laughs> what? No, you're leaning towards no. And, okay. and the only not because I don't want to go, but just because, dude, I I. I work a desk job. Like I only have a certain amount of paid time off and I kind of want to save it to like do some hikes and stuff this summer. That's, you know, kind of what I'm thinking. And I would probably have to fly down there and I don't know. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's, it, it, yeah, I don't know. Unlikely, but 
I have thought about it. I do think it would be a lot of fun. I'm sure I would meet some people that listen to the show and watch my stupid videos and stuff like that too, which would be cool. So, and plus it'd just be fun to get drunk with a bunch of hikers, but <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll see. I'm using, I'm using PTO for it. So maybe I'll have to, I guess it's you only, and it's like a weekend too. So I, maybe I can make it yeah. work. It would be fun. It would be fun as hell. That's for sure. Um, yeah, maybe you can, you can try to convince me. I'm I'm open to being convinced. I'll say that. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna mention it, and I'm just gonna comment it on Instagram all the time. Just every. Well, luckily for you, I haven't been posting on Instagram very much lately, but <laughs> I haven't either. <laughs> all right, dude. Let's uh let's wrap it up here. Thank you so all much. Right. I I'm so stoked that you were able to finish the trail. I'm stoked that you're healthy. I'm stoked that everything worked out in that regard. And I'm stoked to hear you're going to be back out on the trail soon. So, yeah, dude. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to everybody listening. Um, Yeah. Have a good one. Peace out.